everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, broadcasting live on channel1138.com and also coming to your favorite streaming service such as iTunes, Google Play, and our hosting site, Podbean. My name is Zach, and I am so excited to be discussing what we have on tap tonight. Obviously, if you are any type of uh, fan of the galaxy far, far away, or if you just you know, look at the internet now and again, you probably know about some of the big news that's been dropping today, and we have the opportunity to discuss all that for the next hour or so, and we could not be more excited. But by we, I mean I'm not going to be like using my multiple personalities tonight. I'm going to bring on some other personalities who are going to be helping us. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to bring in my co-host from another show that I uh, am a part of. It's called Call the Banners, a Game of Thrones podcast, if you're interested in Game of Thrones. Be sure to listen to us talk about that on Monday night. But it's also my friend and my good buddy, Mr. Sean Giroux. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, holy bleep, what a trailer. <laughs> I caught the bleep this time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got we got to bleep ourselves a little bit because we're kind of PG-13 here on this show. But uh, it's still going to be a lot of fun, and we're excited to have you. Obviously, our primary co-host, Mr. Ben, who you heard on the little intro music there, is actually in Chicago right now at Star Wars Celebration. So we might try and get him to call in in a little bit and, and maybe get some correspondence live and in person. But for now, we're going to trudge forward and continue this discussion. But it's not going to be just the two of us. No, this is too big for only two people to talk about. So I'm going to bring in the third member of our team tonight. He's actually a patron of the IPC podcast, a longtime listener and a good friend of ours. It's Mr. Jake Damon. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Let's talk some Star Wars. Dude, if you were saying Star Trek, I was going to hang up on you. I almost slipped and said Star Trek. I, I knew it. I saw that coming, and I was ready to just, like, level with you and be like, dude, because if you don't know Jake's voice, if you haven't heard him on IPC before, he's a bit of a troll sometimes. But we're, lucky, we're lucky to have him. We're excited that we all get to uh, talk about this really, really big, big drop, this big reveal that happened today. <laughs> Uh, not only did we get a title, but we also got a teaser. Uh, it's just something that I think everybody's been talking about. I know the Twitterverse has exploded. Like, the top ten trending topics on Twitter are things like Episode Nine, Skywalker, uh, Kylo Ren, Raylo. Like, there's all kinds of hashtags that are being used right now because people are just so excited about this news. Obviously, if you've seen the trailer, great. If you haven't, that's okay. We're going to give you a little bit of insights to it in just a second here. But the name is the thing I wanted to talk about right off the top. 
The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so <coughs> I, I could be mistaken, but I don't feel like I am. This is the first time we've actually gotten a proper name utilized in a Star Wars title, aside from Solo, which was an independent film. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys' thoughts on the use of a proper name and just the title itself, The Rise of Skywalker, and its implications? Sean, I'm going to throw it to you first. Well, clearly, I mean, she's returning, so I'm stoked for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that aside, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but you're in the chat I'm a part of. And, uh, for a while now, I had just, I had a gut feeling that we're going to go with something that had Skywalker in it. And then I seen that brutal leaked title this morning, Will of the Force. And I'm like, Oh, oh God, no, please. No. Uh, and I got lucky it had Skywalker in it. So uh, I wasn't right about legend or legacy or anything like that, but Skywalker was in it and, and I'm sold. And I think it means something huge. <clears throat> that we're going to speculate for the next When's the next trailer? Like six months from now? Six months. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the rate that we're going, it'll probably be six months. Uh, but I, I, I'm still trying to come up with my words. Jake, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it to you while I try and compile my, uh, <laughs> my thoughts. What do you make of this title? Oh man, uh, it's, uh, it might be one of my favorite Star Wars titles, like out of the, out of the movies. I've I've had a little time to ruminate on it and think about it. Uh, I too was in a chat where somebody threw around Will of the Force, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, they're they're at celebration now, and they're like, yeah, it's been going around in group texts, and and I'm 90% sure this is the title." And uh, I was like, "I I pray and hope to God that Will of the Force is not it." And uh, watch the trailer all prepping for will of the force reveal and it was rise the rise of skywalker and uh i was i was very happy i was very happy who knows what it means but <clears throat> i have a few theories and speculations that maybe i'll talk about tonight yeah hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, theorize what the title the rise of skywalker means but i just received word <laughs> That uh, our co-host, our primary co-host of the IPC podcast, actually has a few minutes to correspond with us live from Chicago, Illinois. It's Ben Hart. How's it going, everybody? Am I coming through loud and clear? You are now. There was there was a tiny bit of a lag there, but I think we've got you. So I know you've only got a few minutes. We'll jump right into this with you. Uh, you... You, you've been part of the excitement that's going on up there in Chicago, uh, yes. probably down there in Chicago from the Torontoians' perspective. <laughs> but uh, just tell us a little bit about the vibe and then what the vibe was on the on the convention floor after the title and the trailer dropped. Uh, it's been a tremendous vibe, and I do want to say I got to meet a, you know, a few of you IPC listeners. Got to give out some of our stickers, and I do want to say if you are an IPC listener and you're in Chicago, be sure to come to the Star Wars Honorable booth. And I'll get you some stickers and some sweet swag. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been crazy awesome. It's been all over the place. I've been all over the place. Um, the vibe has been fantastic. I mean, I was in a I was in a screening room, not in the actual arena where it happened for the uh, what is it the 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 it's it's T Rose. I think that's what Chris said. That's the acronym for it. Um, so that's what I'm going with. Um, the T-Rose panel, um, and even not being in the room, it was just people were freaking out. And <laughs> it's been a great vibe. I've been asking people nonstop, how would you think of the trailer? And really positive vibes. People were like, hey, I'm cool with it. I'm really dang. You know, oh, my God, Palpatine. It's been incredible. 
um, meeting so many people, talking about it. Yeah, it's been insane. So that was my follow-up question is I'm sure being a host on the Star Wars Underworld and a host on IPC, you guys have been getting a lot of questions about your impressions of it. So you may right. have like like a generated <laughs> spiel by now, but what what did you make of it? What did you make of the title for starters? That's where we're, we're kind of jumping off tonight is what did you make of the title? And then what were your impressions of this teaser? I, I just – the title, I love it because it's so intriguing and it's so um... – you know, you don't know where it's going or what's going on with it, and it's just it offers so much intrigue. And also, we got Skywalker in a Star Wars title. I'm, I'm so glad about that. Like, maybe not a title that I would have picked, but I'm like, I'm okay with this. I'm happy with this. And the the teaser trailer itself, I mean, it speaks for itself. Some great, even though we don't see him, we get some great Luke dialogue. He's talking about we, as in I'm hoping multiple Force ghosts, maybe. Um, we get mm-hmm. to see um, all our heroes. Um, we get to see the new droid, Dio, who was on stage today. I and, love him, by the way. Yeah, he's great. And then we get to see the Death Star, like a portion of the Death Star, which is just crazy. I didn't expect that. Who thought we would actually get a movie with another Death Star? But it, it's actually a, another Death Star from one previous movie. J.J. Abrams had to sneak in there somewhere. Um, but... Um, <laughs> And then we get the Palpatine reveal, which is that just that that freaking laugh. Just everyone around me just freaking lost their minds. Like, what? How is this possible? And then you had Ian McDermott walk out on stage and then and says, roll it again. And that was, oh, my gosh, that was just amazing. So, yeah, it's been crazy. And that trailer, I can't wait. I have it being here. It's so hard to process everything. Like, I'm still watched. I've watched the trailer maybe three or four times through, like, the whole day. I watched it. Like, they played it at the panel a couple of times, and then it's just – there's so much going on. But I want to sit down after I get off this and after I go get dinner, I'm going to process it and watch it a hundred times. I, I'll say this. The the trailer – the title had an impact on people, I could tell, because, you know, I watched the – the live stream and I watched a bunch of reactions and stuff and I, I feel like people's reactions to the title reveal reminded me so much to people's reactions to the the Chewy We're Home uh, trailer mm-hmm. uh, when that, that happened and just the level of excitement was insane. I, yeah, I will say, great move on JJ for holding out on that title. I mm-hmm. think that was a great move um, and holding it out to the very, very end and uh, it didn't get leaked. We all thought it was leaked. I, people were sending me stuff this morning. I think Sean was sending me stuff like, oh, here it is. Here it is. And I was like, I don't know, guys. I don't know. But uh, And then they come out with that. I was just – I was so glad to see something up on the screen that wasn't what I would expected or that I'd heard rumored. I was praying yeah. it wasn't that. Thank you. <laughs> My fingers were crossed. I was like, please, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, I but mean – I know we'd be okay with it if it was the will of the force. Yeah, I mean, I think in in all truth be told, it's more about what happens during the movie than what the movie is called. Because mm-hmm. even, even so, with really cool names like Revenge of the Sith, people on the internet still acronym it into ROTS. Like, exactly. Eventually, it's just going to be called... T-R-O-S, T-Rose, like you said. That's all we're going to see when we start talking about it on the internet. But it's mm-hmm. going to be the content that we talk about the most. And so, Ben, I know you only have a few minutes, so 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this to you first in case you have to okay. to jump off. What yeah. what were some of your favorite things to see from this teaser? I know that you've said you've only seen it a few times, but something must have stood out to you in those few times. Oh yeah, well it was the the Death Star thing definitely stood out to me because I only like caught it on the second or third go around. Um, it was really a thing I loved. Lando, Lando and the Falcon. That was one of my bucket list things that I wanted mm. from this thing. I wanted like I feel like that was something that was, it was kind of a given, but I also didn't know because I don't know what Lando's role is going to be in this movie. But seeing him in the Falcon cockpit with Chewbacca, I would have personally preferred Nine Numb just for that reunion. But I'll take Chewbacca. It's great. And uh, yes, I will leave you now. I'm sorry, but there's so much going on here. But uh, I am. So excited you invite me on to uh, talk about this for a bit, and hopefully I will catch up with you guys in the near, near future and uh, tell you everything it possibly I can about my whole experience, which is going to be five days worth by the time I talk to you again, which is – I mean two days has sounded – it's felt like five days already to me. Like this week has just – it's been nuts. But uh, yes, thank you guys for having me, and I will talk to you all later. May the force be with you. And we'll have fun for the rest of us who can't be there, Benjamin. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> Thank you. That was the co-host of the IPC podcast, Mr. Ben Hart. You can find him on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ben Hart with no E. And also be sure to go follow the Star Wars Underworld on all social media platforms at the SWU. Uh, they're going to be putting a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. That He did a virtual tour of the vendor hall a couple of days ago. So if you want an immersive experience about Star Wars Celebration Chicago and you're just not able to attend, that is the place to keep up with all those things. So thank you so much to Ben for what we're going to call the heartbeat for tonight. <laughs> I loved I love that that title too much. That's probably going to be something that we add into like I the rest it. of the show is like keeping up with what's going on with Mr. Hart and we just call it the heartbeat. Um <laughs> I don't know. It, it might catch on. It might not. But even if it doesn't, I don't really care because I just enjoyed that name way, way too much. But uh, guys, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to continue this discussion talking about some of the favorite elements that we saw from uh, from this teaser trailer. I'm going to I'm just going to list off a few of the things that I noticed, some of the things that stood out to me. Uh, maybe some other things stood out to you. Obviously, the, the first uh, 45 to 50 seconds is talking about or, or showing Ray and uh, her ignition of the lightsaber jumping over Kylo's fighter, then it cuts away from it before we actually see anything really substantial about you know what the what the turnout of all that is. Uh, we see a flyover of what looks to be a mountainous city. We see Kylo Ren and his stormtroopers killing people on some red hueish planet. Uh, he's repairing his helmet that he destroyed in the Last Jedi. You see Finn and Poe on a desert. Uh, you see Lando and Chewie piloting the Falcon like Ben talked about. You see a brief shot of a medal, and you see a very extended sequence of Daisy Ridley hugging Carrie Fisher, you know, Ray and Leia. Uh, and another thing that Ben mentioned was the possibility of some Death Star remnants, that big over-the-shoulder shot of all the characters looking out into the distance at something, and then it cuts away from that, and we hear the laugh. In my opinion, it's actually really impressive how much they were able to squeeze into just two minutes. There's mm -hmm. a lot of content in here, a lot of stuff to potentially break down, but I want to see what you guys, you know, what, what stood out to you the most. Jake, I'm going to toss it to you. What things stood out to you the most from this 
the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer. Oh man, I, I do love the Phantom Menace parallels. Every generation has a legend. Um, the saga begins, the saga ends. Uh, love that. Um, there has been speculation that I've seen. Like I think we all assumed it's Kylo's fighter, and it totally could be. But there is a new character. Uh, uh, I forget what her name is. Um, um, not Janna, but a different one, like a bounty hunter type character that it could possibly be. I, I heard somebody talking about that and I, I like that possibility, but, um, the mountainous city, I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's where Lando and Chewie are going, but if you, if you notice the mountainous city, it's kind of surrounded by clouds as in like a city in the clouds. I saw somebody make a comparison to that and I was like, hmm, maybe that's like a callback um to cloud city who knows um love that shot of kylo and the and the troopers uh i'm I'm just running through here love the new droid dio is i think i like him even more more than bb8 i don't know yet but we'll see uh he's like a dog droid um uh the uh, 3po and the guys in the desert that speeder chase i love the energy of that like something about that just seems like it's going to be so much fun and it really reminds me of the skiffs from from return of the jedi at the beginning yeah uh like the desert skiffs um so i i really like that and uh as far as the metal goes, I didn't even realize what that was until I saw somebody talking about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's the metal from the ceremony at the end of A New Hope. And I was like, whoa, no way. And I think what that is is her holding uh, Hans probably, just me- remembering Han. Because um, I think that's Leia holding it. And then, uh, yeah, I think there's no question at all. That is the Death Star remnants like that. You can see the dish outline. You can see the trench. And that laugh, man, so, so, like, I got chills. It was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it, it really caught me off guard because I was still processing the the sounds of the um, the walker feet at the beginning of the teaser. I was like, what the heck does this mean? Because we didn't even see any walkers in the teaser, but we hear them. And I didn't even catch that. Yeah, like when they throw up the Lucasfilm logo, there's like a crunching sound that sounds like some of the uh, uh, ATSTs or something, okay. something okay. along those lines. It sounds it sounds a lot like the the ATSTs in uh, Return of the Jedi, which, in my opinion, would count as maybe a parallel to some of what uh, people have been talking about with those Death Star remnants. You know, it could be the forest moon or it could be just the planet Endor because they keep talk- they, we, we keep forgetting that this wasn't the actual planet Endor. It was the forest moon that the stuff happened on Return of the Jedi. Right. There is another planet that it is orbiting that could be inhabitable. We've never explored that before. But there's a chance that those Death Star remnants went to a whole bunch of different places and this might not be the forest moon. We're not revisiting the Ewoks. We're visiting some other location that has Death Star remnants on it, which would be a really cool idea, in my opinion. But, Sage, mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to toss it to you and get your thoughts. What were some of the things that stood out to you from this teaser? I don't know if it's one thing in particular, but I feel like the whole trailer, uh, from start to finish, made us feel like it was Star Wars again. And that's not to take a shot at episode eight. Uh, a lot of people love it. A lot of people don't. Um, but this felt like J.J. Abrams again. This felt like a continuation of The Force Awakens more than it did episode eight. And I've heard a few people say that today. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the visuals are spectacular. Don't get me wrong. The desert stuff's cool. But it's like we've done the desert stuff so much that it's like, oh, okay, another desert. Uh, but there's a, a quick shot of, I don't even know what, is it an A-wing? I'm not sure. But it's a fighter flying through like this mountainous city at nighttime. Uh, and that looked really cool. And then like the the visuals of the Death Star remains were just spectacular, mind blowing. And then uh, I mean, obviously the Palpatine part at the end is uh, just you know I, I, I'm still mind boggling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's people that have wanted him to return for a long time, and uh, <coughs> Harlow. And, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and now he's back. And it you know just in case anyone thinks this is a red herring, J.J. Abrams did an interview today. Uh, and confirmed that no, he is back. Ian McDiarmid uh, was on set, and he was shocked that it didn't leak. But uh, I think the biggest takeaway I have from this trailer, man, I think I said it to you earlier, is I thought they were going to have to blow me away to get me like really invested because like uh, the mm-hmm. last movie just sort of zapped my energy away, and I was like just sort of expecting to be disappointed, even though JJ was back, and they got me. Hook, line, and sinker. They got me. I've got to agree. After The Last Jedi, which I loved at first. I loved The Last Jedi at first. And and (laughs) Sean called me out on the the recency bias there. Because after rewatching it a couple times and just really noticing what, you know, at least for now seems pointless, sort of. Like, a lot of the elements seem pointless. I, I'm not going to say it's a terrible movie, but as as a Star Wars movie and as far as, like, progressing the story, it didn't really offer me a whole lot. And it kind of, like you said, Sean, it zapped the, the excitement and the energy out of me. And I didn't want to be in that place. I love Star Wars, you know, but I've been kind of on a low for a while. And this really got me back. Well, you know what? Uh, for those of us who maybe haven't had a chance to see it, or maybe we just want to imagine like we're seeing it again, we're going to go ahead and go into IPC's quote of the night for the next couple of minutes here and give all of the folks listening live an opportunity to re-examine or revisit this awesome teaser trailer uh, for you guys to, uh, to to you know, just kind of imagine what's going on or maybe we'll find the youtube link and post it in the chat so you guys can just endlessly watch it while we're discussing it but i would be remiss if we didn't let this be our quote of the night ipc has a quote of the night every week and it, this is just too good to pass up so uh jake maybe uh you want to you want to turn up the the volume on channel 1138.com and have a listen because the very first portion of this trailer i guarantee you has walker feed in it and... I, I, I'm going to have to do that later because I don't have it pulled up right now to take me too long, but I, I will listen later. I mean, that was the thing that stood out to me, and that's really weird that a, that a sound would be the thing that stands out to me. Uh, but that and Ray's acrobatics over the fighter were probably two of the biggest elements, and they were the things that happened right off the bat. I was mm. just so intrigued by, you know, what kind of walkers are we going to get? Because we saw bigger and badder walkers in The Last Jedi. Are we going to see more of that? Are we going to see more elements of the First Order continuing their their takedown of the galaxy? And what kind of elements are they going to use to do that? Um, and then again, using fighters in Atmo. That's definitely something that they did in The Force Awakens. Didn't do it quite as much in The Last Jedi. The Falcon fought over Crate during that final battle. But for the most part, it wasn't used as much. But that's been one of my favorite elements of this entire trilogy is making uh, fighters 
fight in atmosphere instead of in space. So it's like you've got your aerial battles, but it's almost like an old World War II film or something that's kind of been lasered up because it's all happening in the planet's atmosphere instead of out in space amongst the stars. Really, really cool element that you're blending that with some of the ground battles that you see with lightsaber fights. I was all about that. But I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to let you guys uh, take a couple of minutes to have a listen to this, and uh, we'll be back in just a second after you listen to tonight's Quote of the Night. on all we know a thousand generations live in you now but this is your fight couple of things stand out to me right off the bat, going back and listening to the audio itself, not having anything, not having the visuals, not being able to have, you know, Ray jumping over the fighter, not being able to see the different planets, you're just hearing things. Number one, um, John Williams's music for this teaser is absolutely beautiful. If this is indeed his last go-round with the Star Wars universe, we are in for a real treat. And number two, I don't think I realize just how much the title cards help tell the story. Because you've got the whole, every generation has a legend, uh, the saga comes to an end this Christmas, that kind of thing. Those are the things that are helping move the trailer along, and we don't get that audibly when we're just listening to it. Uh, those were a couple of things that stood out to me. Jake, I believe you told me you had a theory that you wanted to share with folks regarding this teaser. Uh, yeah, so as far as the title goes, The Rise of Skywalker, it made me think back to uh, a line in, I th- I could be wrong, it, it's either Attack of the Clones or uh, Revenge of the Sith, you could tell me, but the line that um, 
that uh, Mace Windu says, I think it's Attack of the Clones, where he is talking about the prophecy and says something about how the prophecy misread could have been, or I think uh, maybe Yoda says that while talking to to uh, Mace Windu, something like that. Um, continuing with that line of thought about the prophecy being misread, what if the prophecy was talking about Skywalker, or a Skywalker, or whatever? So that gave them reason to believe it was either Anakin or Luke or whatever. What if Ray is a Skywalker? And what if the prophecy isn't talking about an individual person? It's not talking about Anakin or Luke or even Ray. What if the prophecy is talking about all of the Skywalkers as as a unit, you know, or just the the name Skywalker bringing balance to the force? That was just a theory that I thought of. I'm sure so many other people have thought of it, but I just thought it was interesting and would bring a whole new perspective to the prophecy. And that's an interesting idea that instead of an individual being the chosen one, it's actually a chosen a f- family. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Sean, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, we could throw a thousand, you know, darts at the wall and <laughs> just say you agree one, with me. One Damn might it. stick. Uh, I'd be okay with that because I thought all along, like, I get it. You know, they wanted to grow the universe and and have Ray be a nobody. Uh, I think she's going to turn out to be a somebody, in my opinion. Uh, what I don't know, but uh, my theory is actually different. Because I think if we're getting Palpatine back, which is now confirmed, I think with Palpatine comes Anakin Skywalker. And we had callbacks to Return of the Jedi in this. We had some callbacks to, you know, the other two movies in this trilogy. We had some callbacks to the Phantom Menace and the title cards. Uh, But we also had a callback to Revenge of the Sith because you get Sidious at the end. Uh, The movie's called Rise, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker or The Rise of Skywalker. That's going to be a confusing one to get under control. Uh, but I just thought back to Palpatine's line at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and he's, you know, rise, and Vader starts to rise. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, you get a hint at it when Luke's talking about, uh, we've shown you or we taught you all we can or whatever at the beginning of the trailer. And Ben mentioned the idea of more forest ghosts. Uh, I think if Palpatine's back in some way that, you know, it might piss off some people. Pardon my language, but uh, I think Anakin's coming back too. Maybe not in nearly as big a role as uh, Palpatine, but uh, I, at this, I'd be willing to lay some money down Whoa. that Anakin would be coming back. Um, this is breaking news, guys. As of three minutes ago, I, I'm, you know, I think it's relevant considering uh, who this guy is uh, CEO of. She's uh, returning. Nope. Uh, apparently, Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, is con- confirmed uh, he'll step down in 2021. Interesting. Really? Wow, that's yeah. Huge. That is definitely some breaking news. Uh, there seems to be a lot of that happening right now. Uh, d- is there an article attached to this that you've discovered, my friend? Um, I'm current. I'm. I, I should preface that with it's a rumor for now. But I uh, comic book or not, uh, it's a source that I I usually trust report on it. But I'm googling it right now just to make sure. Interesting. Uh, I'm I'm twittering it just to same just, just to see what's uh, yeah. going on. L A Biz L A Biz Journal says that he may be stepping down in 2021. 
he's laying out the details for his Netflix competitor, which is another topic that we're going to try and touch on tonight for just a few minutes when we get a chance uh, talking about Disney Plus, because that's where a lot of this stuff is is going to be kind of uh, hubbed around, if you will. People are going to be uh, watching a lot of Star Wars content over on Disney Plus, but we'll get to that in just a bit. Let's keep talking about this uh, this teaser trailer, the stuff that we know is 100% confirmed, which is the title, for one thing. We've gone through that. Um, you know, there's there's been this theory going around since 2015 that Rey could be a Skywalker. And we know that Princess Leia is going to either have to have a very diminished role or is going to have to die because of Carrie Fisher's fate. We know that Luke is now a Force ghost. And we know that, you know, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo isn't really super proud of the Skywalker name because of what happened to him at the Academy. So, you know, the Skywalker lineage is kind of on the brink right now, which makes the Rise of Skywalker an interesting title. Because who's left to carry on the Skywalker lineage unless they bring in somebody new in this movie... It's got to be somebody that's a pre-established character. So, what are you guys' thoughts on who this rising Skywalker could be, either an individual or a family? Yeah, my thoughts are Ray slash Kylo, because Kylo slash Ben Solo. Uh, he, you know, yes, his last name's Solo, but he's got Skywalker blood in him, and I, I just feel like maybe it'll be sort of a redemption story for Kylo Ren, which I wouldn't mind at all. Um, I know a lot of people would hate that, but I would love that actually. And it would be interesting to see him and Ray come together, realize that, Hey, we're siblings or cousins or whatever, and take down, uh, with the help of maybe some force ghosts or something, who knows, uh, take down Sidious once and for all. Well, and that, 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 that idea of multiple force ghosts is also an interesting take because you hear Luke say, we'll always be with you. Mm-hmm. Could that mean him and Anakin, or could that mean him and Leia? I think my, that's, I think that's another possibility that not a lot of people have looked at. My, I think the best Star Wars moment of my life would be to see Ray talking, Ray and Kylo in the same room, finally at like a at peace with each other, deciding what to do, and Force Ghost Luke is there, and Force Ghost Anakin is there, and. Force Ghost Anakin would talk directly to Ben Solo and confront him about how, why are you trying to be like me? That's the old me. This is the new me. You guys got to team together and fight evil. I would love that. That's exactly how I expect Anakin to appear. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like Maybe a, not the four of them in one room, but I had it like where Kylo is struggling with the decision, kind of like he has been all trilogy, oh, of man. who, like, at some point, it's not just going to be like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, Sidious is back. Uh, at some point, they I mean, uh, it's been rumored for a while. The whole the huge MacGuffin uh, in the movie that making Star Wars has been talking about uh, clearly has something to do with Palpatine. And, you know, he's going to have a decision to make. And I'm not sure he really understands, at least from what we've seen in the movies, who Anakin Skywalker really was. Right. Um, and rather just who Vader was. And if there was, if there's anyone that can set him straight, it's not Leia, it's not Han, it's it's not Ray, it's not even Luke, it's the man himself. And you might not want to see Hayden Christensen. I do. But it would be. It, I, I do. I'm all for it. 
uh, it'd be perfect for uh, the ending part of this. Bringing it full circle, because everyone says it's the Skywalker saga. Yeah. But let's not forget that that's not what George Lucas called it. It's the story of Anakin Skywalker. Correct. And it, and it would continue that, you know, that the, if Anakin came in. And all, all I can say is if I was making this movie, that scene between Force Ghost Anakin and uh, Ben Solo would be like a like a like that has to be in there. You know, I think it would just do so many things. Well, I mean, considering he was practically praying to his grandfather in The Force Awakens, it's almost like this would be an answer to prayer and then this giant conviction that, hey, you've been doing it all wrong, dude. You have got to do a 180 here if your family and your lineage is going to survive, if the Force itself is going to survive, if the galaxy is going to survive. You know, you can make this however big you want to with the biggest bad guy in the history of Star Wars potentially becoming the big bad at the end of this trilogy. And here's the other thing. This is this is one of the complaints that that I may have had about The Last Jedi was the idea that the big bad, the super intimidating dude from The Force Awakens got killed before the trilogy was completed. You know, yeah. right, you know the, the the death of Snoke in The Last Jedi really confused me because I was thinking he would have to have a, a really big dramatic death in this third installment. In a lot of ways, The Last Jedi felt like the final movie of a trilogy because of how much closure they gave to things. Mm-hmm. And now, J.J. Abrams is almost utilizing that to his advantage because now that Snoke is out of the way, out of the picture, you can bring in somebody from the other parts of the trilogy and utilize it to combine Combine all three trilogies into one cohesive storyline, mm-hmm. and I am all about that life. I I'm just gonna say this. I think that one of the biggest takeaways of the trailer for me was after I watched it, my big question was like, well, what's what was the point of Snoke then? And and then I thought about it a little more. I'm like, wait, maybe his story isn't over because, you know, the person who introduced Snoke Test in the first place was J.J. Abrams, and he's the one directing this movie. So I'm sure he'll he'll bring some closure to that mystery. I, I hope at least. Well, I think we're going to find that it's a pure prediction that's, that Snoke was uh, a Palpatine pawn. Or a what if Ray is a clone of Palpatine and so was Snoke, but he was like a half-baked clone. Uh, well, I don't know about the second one, but <laughs> but the Ray theory has been out there uh, for I don't know if that was the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi one. I can't remember, but that was getting covered from some pretty reputable sources. That rumor going going around. So yeah, well, maybe she's it. a clone of of Luke. Luke's hand in space. They found the saber <laughs> and not the hand. Clone the hand. What happened to the hand? Oh, man. Got a job on the Addis family. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Which, by the way, it had a trailer recently as well that looked pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Did you notice at the beginning of that trailer? Sorry, this is off topic, but they were playing the 2009 Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes theme for some reason. No, I I didn't catch that, but I did catch the uh, the title cards at the end listing the cast list, and this is where it ties into Star Wars. Pretty sure Gomez Adams is being voiced by Oscar Isaac. Oh damn, he is indeed. 
So there's your there's your Star Wars tie-in, bringing it back around. Let's talk about Finn and Poe for just a second here, because the first shot that we have of the two of them in the desert, not the speeder chase later on, but the first shot, did you guys notice, or, or maybe I was mistaken, but I feel like I wasn't. The first shot that we got of the two of those guys, it looked like Finn was carrying Ray's staff from The Force Awakens. Yeah, I, it, that also made me wonder what's going on, because Ray is also carrying a staff in the trailer at one point, but it's just like a stick, like it's just a normal stick. Yeah. Um, but it made me wonder what is what you know what's going on with the staff, because that's been a thread throughout these movies. And my big theory at the end of the the last Jedi was that since the lightsaber, Luke's saber was cut right in half, you know, the crystal was in two pieces. You know, what, what else do you do besides take each of those pieces, put them on each end of the staff and make a lightsaber out of the staff. Uh, we've seen lightsabers in uh, legends material and uh, other, other places that are similar to what that would look like. So that's what I was kind of thinking that would there, that would go, but it just turns out she repaired the lightsaber. Or did she? I mean, oh, do you think it's just a brand new lightsaber? I don't know if it's. It prepared. looks just like it. Okay, it may look like it may look just like it, but didn't Luke's lightsaber when he was force projecting at Kylo look just like his lightsaber? I mean, yeah, but that's the force. I mean, it's a, I guess Ray could use a force. Ray could use the force to to make a lightsaber too. I guess my my theory is this stuff that we saw in the first forty seconds isn't even real you think it's a dream i think it's a vision of some kind oh yeah that's interesting it it's entirely possible considering the the communications that she's had with kylo considering the force projections that we saw from luke uh considering how different ways the force moves in people it's entirely possible that all of this is just a vision which would explain the amazing acrobatics and why a fighter would be flying so low to the ground like it, it, it just. Well, I mean, it defies... is Han Solo's kid. It is, but it still, <laughs> even then, defies logic just a little bit. If you, I mean, if, I mean, come on, it's it's like what happens in the Dark Knight, where Batman is is riding his motorcycle at the Joker. They're playing a game of like human chicken, if you will. But you know that Batman's motorcycle is armed with machine guns. If he actually wanted to take out the Joker, he would have done it from 100 yards back, not running into him. This this fighter's equipped with blasters. If the intent was to take Ray out, you could have done it from 500 meters above and 1,000 meters away. But yet they charge right at her, whoever it is that's piloting it. I would agree with you, but if it were not for the fact that, you know, you got to kind of hang up normal logic at the door when you're talking about Star Wars. You got to apply Star Wars logic. Like, she's a, you know, she has got the force. She, I'm sure, you know, it's not that far-fetched to me that she could do a backflip over a TIE fighter. No, it, it's not. It's not that far fetched to me that she's that she's capable of it. And like I said, that was one of my favorite elements of this teaser mm-hmm. was was this idea that you can blend your in atmosphere uh, fighter battles with some of the hand to hand combat that you see with a lightsaber. Being able to put all of that together is great choreography. It's great storytelling. It looks amazing. Yeah, and that's why I think it's too good to be true. Well, we will find out in December. I I don't know if it's actually going to come to light or if it's just going to be a vision or a dream or, you know, something where she's coming to terms with herself and she 
cuts the fighter open and it explodes and she goes to examine the wreckage and she's the one sitting in the fighter's seat. You know, it could be like one of those Luke Skywalker on Dagobah type moments where he's he's not fighting Kylo Ren or the Emperor. He's he's she, she's fighting herself. So, right. I mean, if you're if you're truly going to go all out with the fan service and you're going to bring back the, the Emperor, you're going to visit the Endor system, maybe not necessarily the Forest Moon. If you're going to have those title cards in there that resemble the Phantom Menace, if you're going to bring back Hayden Christensen potentially, you might as well just go all out and, and duplicate a scene from The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, yeah. the, the possibilities are definitely endless. And I think that's what's so cool about the speculation here is we don't know where this mountainous city is. We don't know where the Death Star remnants are. We don't know what kind of mission Lando and Chewie are going on. We don't know the importance of the metal and why Leia was holding it or what she plans to do with it. You know, we don't know who Kylo and his troopers are killing or what planet they're on. It's all teasing us. Mm-hmm. And good that's, job of that. that is the beauty of a teaser trailer is there's no details there's no plot information there's nothing to do but speculate i love it and we get to do that all the way up until december we're probably going to get like i would think two full-length trailers one that's like really really good and one that's like a 60 second spot or something like that and then a bunch of small tv spots that kind of replicate or resemble those longer trailers we're not going to be getting a whole lot more content because if they kept the title and the and the teaser this far under wraps, saving it all the way up until Chicago, there's a chance we're not going to get a whole lot more out of this until maybe say San Diego, mm-hmm. which is in which is in July, and then beyond that, maybe one other at best. What do you guys think? Am I looking at the timetable wrong here? I think you're right on the money. Yeah, I think you're on on the money. I don't know if they'll have a presence at San Diego Comic-Con, to be honest. Um, I don't think The Last Jedi did. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the trailers, yeah, it's going to break down exactly how you said it would. And, I mean, we'll get some plot stuff in the next one, but uh, it may not be a ton. I mean, the plot element they gave you here is we heard Palpatine at the end. J.J. Abrams, during the conference, hinted at there being a uh, a new big bad in the movie. And uh, Stephen Colbert tried to get out of him who it was. He wouldn't answer. And then obviously he had the Palpatine reveal. And then he reveals afterwards in an interview. Uh, can I uh, can I just say something here for a second, Zach? And I totally spaced out on saying it earlier. Uh, while we're talking speculation. Uh, if people go and check out the Screen Junkies episode for today. Uh, they were doing uh, The Last Jedi thing. Not the last Jedi thing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the rise, the rise of Skywalker uh, review. And uh, they will be known. And, I, you know, Jake might be able to speak to how reliable Screen Junkies is more than myself. And I haven't watched them since the whole Andy Signore thing, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, I know he's not there anymore. No. Uh, but they mentioned that they uh, got a report saying that Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor filmed scenes for this movie. Uh, I I need to watch this video then. Yeah, it's from today. I think it's within the first 15, 20 minutes. What's their source? Uh, I can't remember if they even said who the source was. Oh, man. I don't well, know if they would say who the source was. So it could be uh, could be nothing, could be something. Uh, I, I see Hayden appearing more than you, and 
you know, and already did the line for The Force Awakens. But, I mean, that's what you have. You now have eight months until the movie comes out of just mad speculation of where's this going? Who's the big bad? What's the lightsaber mm-hmm. battle going to be? Who's going to live? Who's going to die? You know? Oh, dude. I mean, I know that we're a little far removed from Revenge of the Sith, but if there is a clone of Palpatine that even has half of his fighting ability, can you can you just imagine, like, if Palpatine's spirit somehow reincarnated into a clone? Because, obviously, if you've got the Kaminoans and their clone technology, and he was the one that orchestrated the Clone Wars, you know from Boba Fett that an unaltered clone is entirely possible. I, If you really want to tie things to the original trilogy... Let's have an unaltered clone of Palpatine in cryostasis reawakened on impact, and he found a way to like project his spirit into that clone, and now that's where the final battle happens, is against Palpatine's clone. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Better hope Yoda can do more than bonk people in the head from the afterlife. Uh, yeah. I don't what, see those two being a match for Palpatine. What if Snoke was just a body that palpatine was using you know oh that that would be a bombshell too yeah i can see that happening. and he's gonna want kylo i mean i think he's gonna want kylo ren dead regardless because of his uh love for vader yeah and that would explain a lot like i mean palpatine's not there obviously because it's just his spear i mean what if he's like confined to where that death star is for some reason or just in hiding or something and he just he needed a vessel there's <laughs> there's so much potential to this, guys. There is so much potential. Eight there, more months. There's well, okay. So here's here's <laughs> Just another here's, the here's, corner. A, here's another potential scenario for you. You could have the dark side and the light fighting from the afterworld. Mm-hmm. You could you could have a force ghost of the emperor fighting against the force ghosts of Luke and Anakin. Yeah. I mean, there's so much potential. There's so many different directions they could go with this. And I think that's part of the beauty of what they've done with this teaser is people now have plenty to theorize and speculate over for the months to come. And like you said at the top of the show, Sean, people who may have been a little bit sour from The Last Jedi now have reason to be excited for December again. I mean, I haven't looked at all of social media. I'm people complain about everything. I'm sure someone's picking this oh my trailer gosh, apart so sick of it. in their mom's basement and saying they ruined Star Wars for them again. Uh, but from what I've seen, you know what they needed to do. They needed to come out and have a trailer that uh, that built hype and really. Let's be honest. Whether you like the last movie or not, it did divide the fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, this did a really good job of making a lot of people get really hyped for a movie that's going to come out in December, whether they like the last movie or not. All I've seen is a bunch of positive stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I saw today that was, uh, that I can remember off the top of my head, there was a bunch of stuff, but one, it was, I can't, I don't know where it is, but it was like top five reasons why the, the sky or the rise of Skywalker name doesn't make sense or something like that. And I didn't even bother to read it, but well, I mean, then there's also the people that make the jokes about how didactic a split we've got between the stuff that happens in The Last Jedi and what J.J. is setting up to happen in The Rise of Skywalker. I myself made a joke of that on my social media account. I was like, 
Kylo Ren in Episode Eight, Let the Past Die. Palpatine mm-hmm. in Episode Nine, Hey guys, did you miss me? <laughs> like you're you're getting rid of the past and then you're resurrecting the past from one movie to the next, and it's just it's kind of all over the place a little bit and yet at the same time ryan johnson said that he felt like a kid again watching this trailer and that's a really exciting thing to hear and it's just really exciting to think about this idea of somebody who's been you know a part of the the star wars legacy and and been following star wars since he was a kid now feels like a kid again because of the wonder that he experienced from this teaser Right. Like that that in itself is an exciting statement and makes me just that much more excited for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Abrams did on your point there, Zach, Abrams did take a second today to emphasize during the conference that, well, this movie does connect to the other movies. And in an interview the day before Celebration, he did mention that, you know, there's a few things that connect to The Last Jedi, but ultimately they had to make the movie they wanted to make much in the way Ryan made the movie he wanted to make, even though that's not necessarily how you should put a trilogy together. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said again today that, you know, it's going to connect everything, which is great, but it also needs to be its own movie. Let's let's hope two hours and 15 minutes is enough to, to do it. Uh, I think this one might need to be a little longer uh, considering it's like Zach pointed out earlier. It's almost like they're, it's a whole new start at the beginning of this movie and we need to get a whole new ending by the end of it. Right. I mean, this movie has so many jobs. It not only has to be the end of a series of nine movies that ties an entire story together, but it also has to be the end of this trilogy itself. And it has to be its own movie. You know, it's like it, there's so much going on that it has to do. How, how long did they say the uh, movie is supposed to be? Do you remember? I thought they somebody. Like yeah, I thought that it was mentioned, not not in, not a celebration, but like there was something going around where it was like, oh yeah, the movie's supposed to be like two hours and some, I don't know, but not a whole lot of time to wrap up the story. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't remember. I haven't watched The Last Jedi in a really long time, but it was a longer movie. And I mean, we know Endgame's getting a three hour and two minute movie. Not saying it needs to be three hours, but I think it needs to be longer than the typical you know, Dude. two hour and ten, two hour and fifteen minute Star Wars movie. Dude, yeah. I I am here for a three hour Star Wars film. Absolutely. Not gonna lie. Like, it's been part of my childhood. And if this is how you're going to be rounding out my childhood, round it out with a bang, please. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to that's not to say anything about the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy or the stuff that Benioff and Weiss are working on uh now that they've concluded with Game of Thrones. It's not a knock to any of that, but if we're going a different direction and telling a different story, then let's finish out this story the right way, is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, not just a three-hour Star Wars movie, and I'm not sure how uh, up-to-date you are with J.J. Abrams' catalog, but, I mean, a three-hour J.J. Abrams movie would would be a roller coaster ride on its own. If there's one thing almost every one of Abrams' movies possesses, is it is like a constant flow from start to finish. Like you watch The Force Awakens or you watch his Star Trek movies and they don't feel like they're two hours and 15 minutes Mm -hmm. uh, because the story moves so fast. So I have a feeling that a three-hour J.J. Abrams movie, not that we're going to get it, but hopefully, you never know, wouldn't feel like three hours. Uh, He'd be able to do it at a pace that's 
better than that. Uh, I mean, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'd be even bored. even two forty two. I'd be fine with because then that means we've got two hours and forty two minutes of John Williams's final composition. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's another element that we really don't even have time to talk about tonight. Is that this is John Williams's farewell to the Star Wars universe, and I can't wait to see what he does with it. Yep. So, guys, final thought on the title and teaser before we cover one last item of business and then call it a night? Uh, I absolutely love the trailer. It got me excited for new Star Wars again. Like, I, I'm sad to say that it, it, I kind of petered out a little bit this last year, but I, I feel like I'm back on the hype train. Um, and I love the title. I I love the fact that Palpatine's coming back, and I think that I'm... I'm really excited and hopeful for what this movie is going to do to wrap up this amazing uh, nine nine movie uh, series that I've been following my entire life. Sean, final thoughts? Uh, look, for me, it'd be so easy to, you know, look back and pick out negatives. I think any one of us could do that, and I'm sure there's people that are doing that. Uh, let's just focus on we're really excited mm-hmm. about what we've seen today. And, uh, you know, some people don't like fan service. This trailer felt like a lot of fan service. And I'm all for it because uh, Star Wars is supposed to be special. It's not supposed to be like any other movie series that comes out every year. It's supposed to be something that you pass down to your kids and their kids. And, uh, you know, let's end on a good note. Uh, I didn't think I'd be this hyped. Extremely hyped. Can't wait for December. We're yep. borrowing the, the word of a friend of ours, Jeff Hype White from Channel 1138. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of ours. He's been on IPC several times. And he actually was the first one on Channel 1138 to discuss this teaser. Uh, he went on the hype function on Channel 1138 like right after it was released. And he's actually going to be rebroadcasting that right here on channel1138.com at the conclusion of tonight's episode. So be sure to tune into that or look for it in the 1138 show reel if you're listening on iTunes and Google Play. But we do have one other item of business before we start winding down for the night. And that is uh, we've got some, some new information about Disney+. Plus. Uh, we've got information. We've got the launch date. We've got pricing uh, we, we've got all kinds of really interesting stuff that I just want to gloss over and maybe get you guys thoughts and impressions on before we call it a night. Jake, I know you are a little crunched for time tonight, so we're not going to take too much time on this, but, uh, the info and pricing for starters, $69.99 USD a year or $6.99 a month. When you do the $69.99 a year package, it rounds out to about $5.48 a month or something like that, which... Aside from something like CBS All Access, which is like $3.99 a month or something like that, it's one of the cheaper streaming services if you buy it in bulk like that. Absolutely Uh, unbelievable and also amazing. (laughs) Yeah, considering all the stuff that it's got, uh, it's supposed to launch on November 12th. And on the launch day, it's going to have National Geographic content. It's going to have content from the Disney Vault, from Pixar, from Marvel, from the Star Wars universe, including... The Mandalorian, which is expected to be available on the day that the streaming service launches. It'll be the one of the top things that you see when you log into it. I believe and, that and Clone Wars, right? Uh, I haven't heard confirmation about Season 7 being part of the launch day, uh, but I, I do feel like 99% certain that The Mandalorian will be there. Uh, also, in addition to the launch, will be all things. 30 previous seasons of The Simpsons. Buying out Fox has given Disney Plus 
the opportunity to put all of the Simpsons in one place to access. If you want to go on a binge, that is a hell of a binge to go on. That's amazing. That's a show I've always wanted to go back and watch from the beginning, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Seinfeld. I finally got to do that on Hulu. I am excited to watch all of The Simpsons. That'll be a very interesting element to, to try and binge 30 seasons of a TV show. We thought Supernatural was tough. Try and watch 30 years of The Simpsons. Uh <laughs> In addition to some of the other things that we talked about, Disney Plus is also going to be launching a Pixar series called Monsters at Work, which is going to have John Goodman and Billy Crystal reprising their roles. And one Mr. Steven Stanton is going to be providing a voice there. We know him from previous Star Wars Mm -hmm. work as well. We're also expecting a Cassian Andor series, a Falcon and Bucky series from the Marvel Universe, WandaVision, which is another Marvel TV series, a TV series centered around Loki, Clone Wars Season 7, as you mentioned, Sage, and an animated series titled Marvel's What If, which basically explores the opportunities for things to happen in parallel universes, such as Peggy Carter becoming Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. So there's a lot out there. I mean, the Disney vault alone has dozens of movies. But you're going to have Pixar, including their shorts. You're going to have Nat Geo on there, Marvel, Star Wars, all those shows Guys, I'm just curious. What are you looking forward to the most out of this? Go for it, Sean. Uh, the the Loki TV show is pretty high for me. Um, Mandalorian. I mean, there's a ton of hype behind that. Oh, yeah. And it has an amazing cast. And uh, I think it was making Star Wars that reported they've already renewed it for a second season. <laughs> Hasn't even aired yet. Um, I'm, I'm so for it. I'm so for seeing Mr. Oberyn Martell don the helmet as the mandalorian and uh we're gonna get a ton like how many different marvel spinoffs did you just list i'm not even sure if you got them all in that uh report i don't know i don't know if i did those are just like the really popular ones but marvel's what if the animated show loki tv series wandavision and falcon and bucky are like the big ones but there's definitely talk that other ones are in the works as well so you got the cassian show like a year from now you know yep. Star Wars is going to come up with more TV shows. Oh, Marvel's yeah. going to as well. Um, I imagine you'll see a bunch of the X-Men movies on there eventually, too. Most Maybe likely. the mm-hmm. full, complete uh, cartoon, X-Men original cartoon series, awesome. uh, which on Netflix, I think, cuts off like halfway and doesn't give you any more. Hopefully we get the whole thing. No, yes. That would be really cool to see. I, I love those memes <laughs> of, of Wolverine. And I need to know the context. I need to know the context of where those memes are coming from. Yeah, Uh, I'm probably most excited for the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars. Although being able to have access to all those different things just sounds really exciting. And the idea that it's launching on November 12th, and then we're also getting Star Wars Episode Nine like pretty much a month after that. Yeah. The 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 tail end of 2019 is going to be absolutely insane for Star Wars and just geeky stuff in general because Captain mm-hmm. Marvel is going to be available on Disney Plus. They're going to be putting Endgame on Disney Plus eventually. You know, there's going to be all kinds of nerdy stuff to watch on Disney Plus. And after hearing those things and after hearing uh how how many, you know, how much variety there's going to be, I'm going to have to start figuring out how to afford another 6.99 a month cuz I don't think I can live without Disney Plus now. Kudos to them for not jacking up the price either. Like, they could have easily been like, yep, so same price as Netflix. Yeah. Well, but I mean, 
I was just going to say, as soon as November hits, I'm can- I'm probably going to cancel my Hulu and just <laughs> switch to to Disney Plus because there's nothing on this list I don't think that I'm not excited about. But I am absolutely all there for The Mandalorian and for um, I. I'm really excited personally for the Falcon and Bucky series. I think that's going to be cool. Um, WandaVision, weird title, but I, I've always liked their relationship in the movies. So I want to see that explored. And then uh, obviously the Clone Wars season seven. Dude, yes. I'm hoping that the analytics just hit the crap out of the Clone Wars and convinces Lucasfilm that they need more than just one more season. Yeah. Like that's that's my that's my that's my far fetched hope and dream, but dude, I I grew up on the Clone Wars, if you will. Like when it came out in twenty two two thousand eight, it was two thousand eight when the first yeah. like the, the 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 movie launched. I was like a sophomore in high school or something like that. So yeah, to have that was something that I just kind of grew up on, if you will, and to know that it's coming back just warms my heart. So. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Pedro Pascal being the Mandalorian. He's got a really great supporting cast around him. He's got some really great directors. It should be a lot of fun. It should be very hyped. I'm I'm very excited for all of that. And uh, I'm excited that I got to talk about it with you guys tonight. Thank you both for being a part of this awesome evening. Um, Jake, if people wanted to try and find you on the interwebs, where would they be able to do so? Because you've got your own program now, don't you? I do have my own program. Uh, good wording. I You can find me wherever podcasts are available, I believe. I, I'm using Anchor, which is a really cool tool. It's free, and it yeah, distributes it your podcasts any anywhere with the click of a button. This is not a not an ad, but also go try because it's awesome. Um, but it's called the Jake Damon Program. I think I just uploaded my fifth episode. Um uh, I'm, I, I've got to get on a more like I'm doing it once a week schedule, but we'll, we'll see what, what happens. I just kind of do it now when, when I can. Um, but I just uploaded an episode where I talk about, uh, Avengers end game, uh, speculations and, uh, I read a lot of, uh, comments from, from people. I, I put questions out. So give a listen to that. If you're interested, I will be recording an episode very soon talking about the, star wars trailer like we talked about tonight um and i'll probably have a little bit more to say on there as well uh so the jake damon program you can search for that anywhere uh and you can find me you know on twitter at jake damon d-a-m-o-n and on instagram at jake w damon you're gonna remove that w anytime soon for uniformity's sake i would love to but somebody whose last name is not damon has the tag jake damon and i've written to him several times to try and negotiate something and he <laughs> ignores all my messages so i've given up hope his last name is hernandez jake hernandez and he decided to use jake damon as his twitter handle i mean his clearly Instagram. a big matt damon fan apparently it uh, must be has to be uh i don't know why else but Sage, where can the folks at home find you outside of the IPC podcast? Uh, there's three places. Uh, number one, Star Wars Wastelands is back. Uh, I think we're on episode three. We don't record every week. We we decided that was not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> um, so we record as there's news. So we'll be on Wednesday. Uh, McMahon is back. Mondo's there when he can be. Uh, and uh, Zach and Ben have both been popping on, so... There's that. Uh, so occasional Wednesdays. I mean, Jake is on a much better schedule than we are because I think we've recorded three times in about seven or eight weeks. So uh, apologies. <laughs> you to get that. me on that thing, man. Uh, uh, hey, we tried. Oh, no, that was the wrong show. We tried to get you on another one. We'll get you on. Right. Uh, Rebel Fandom. Good buddy, Rebel. 
we uh, we do a one hour show every Wednesday night, just talking about whatever's going on in fandom news and doing random top thirteen lists. Like I think this week we did the uh, top thirteen TV shows, so that airs Wednesday nights, ten p.m. I get Wednesdays and Mondays confused, and then Monday nights for another what is it, Zach? Eight or nine weeks. Something like that. Uh, uh, I think it's seven or eight, yeah. Uh, Call the Banners, uh, Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, this Monday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, we are going to be reviewing the first episode of Game of Thrones Season 8. The only thing I'm more excited about than, uh, than Star Wars Episode 9 right now is still Game of Thrones. They, uh, they're going to deliver it a big time. I'm super excited. I'm actually going back through Season 7 right now. Hopefully I'll be done by the end of the weekend in order to be able to watch you know everything with like a a clear head going into season eight. I'm trying to time it in such a way that the very last episode I watch on like Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and then just roll right into season eight. Hopefully that rewatch goes well enough, but yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts, if you, if you want to hear our thoughts on something outside of the galaxy, far, far away, call the banners of game of Thrones podcast is the place for you. If you want to find other episodes of the IPC podcast, you can do so just by going to iTunes and Google Play, just searching for IPC podcast, or you can find us on StarWarsUnderworld.com. That's also your source for breaking news, rumors, release dates, casting announcements, and other information from the galaxy far, far away. They're updating a lot of stuff from Celebration Chicago, so be sure to type in StarWarsUnderworld.com, that's all one word, StarWarsUnderworld.com, and keep a lookout for all that they have to offer. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IPC Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us. We'll follow back, and we can talk about all kinds of nerdy, awesome things. Today just happened to be Star Wars. Uh, We've also discussed Captain Marvel recently. We're going to be discussing Shazam in the next week or two. So be sure to stay on the lookout for all of that. And uh, you can follow the hosts personally if you want to as well. Ben Hart with no E, as I mentioned earlier in the program, is Ben's handle. And you can find me online as well on Twitter and Instagram at Zach, Z-A-C underscore D-F-W. The best place to find our entire library of episodes is ipcpodcast.podbean.com. And if you're interested in becoming a patron of the program like Jake is, you can go to patron.podbean.com forward slash IPC podcast. We need everybody's help to try and produce the best show possible for you guys so that we can stay on on a consistent basis. Uh, you get access to a lot of really cool exclusives and benefits, which you can all find on that website. And join the likes of Rachel Perry, Joey Mays, Dan Grievous, and Parker Ott, along with Mr. Jake there, and uh, become a part of the IPC patron family. So ipcpodcast.podbean.com is the best place to find all of those things. Well, dudes, I I hope that you're hungry because it just wouldn't be an episode of the IPC podcast if we didn't spend at least 120 seconds or so talking about this classic element that we've got here on the show. I'm going to go through it as quick as I can so we can call it a night. But folks, it's time to get out your hashtags. Start putting them in the chat if you're listening live. I see a lot of people listening live tonight, so I want to see it flooding our feed there. If you're on social media, it's time to put it on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and everything else in between. Because it's time for Hashtag Barbecue Watch. Barbecue. 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 Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue. 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 
barbecue. Watch. All right, this is a really simple barbecue watch tonight because we're short on time. Uh, guys, this is maybe a little bit morbid, but it also ties into our episode 9 speculation. Who do you think, out of this galaxy far, far away, stands the best chance of being barbecued in episode 9? Jake? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with a porg, just because we see chewy about the roast one so i think porgs probably taste delicious okay that's fair uh we have seen barbecued human before in uh, someone like anakin skywalker slash darth <laughs> vader so i was thinking along the lines of people but if you want to go with the cop-out answer then fine oh, you can say a porg well that's so, all i could think of on short notice it was in the show notes an hour and a half I, ago. I forgot to read that far. You had all this time to look at the Google <laughs> document I sent you, and you're going, oh, it's short notice. I'm Come sorry. on, man. You're I'm killing sorry. me, Smalls. What's Sean? the deal with show notes? Sean, <laughs> please tell me you had an idea in mind. Somebody that you think could end up being barbecued yeah. in well, nine. well, you know, I don't know if I'll use the word barbecue, even though it's barbecue wash, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Hux is definitely going to be very toast. Oh, oh, barbecue toast. Just don't put barbecue sauce on your toasted bread, please. For the love of God, <laughs> have some sanity, man. Oh. But if you listen to Call the Banners, you know that that's an old joke that we've had on that show while we're predicting who could be killed off in that program because nobody's safe on Game of Thrones. And uh, who knows? Maybe nobody's safe on Episode Nine, but we will have to wait until The Rise of Skywalker actually releases in theaters. Well, we actually made it through an entire episode of IPC without Ben, except for maybe those 10 minutes that he showed up. Uh, we, we miss him, but I'm very grateful that you guys were able to uh, step up to the plate and help me out with this show tonight. Thank you both very much. Dude, it was a pleasure. I'm yeah, glad I, you asked me on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was a, it was a blast. And honestly, everybody listening, take a second and like just go look at all your... Uh, social media pages on Twitter if you follow, whether it's Hollywood Reporter or Variety or whatever. It's just all positive about Star Wars. Seriously, mm -hmm. when's the last time you could say that? Uh, this was a blast, Zach. Thanks. Also, anybody listening, if you've got... I, I'm sorry, I have to do this. If you've got an extra five bucks a month and you like this podcast, consider giving it to these guys at the IPC because I love I love the IPC I've loved it for years and I love when I can guest on it and it's I, I feel like I'm I'm kissing uh, Ben and Zach's butt right now but I I really do I love what they're doing they're a great example of how to be consistent with a podcast and you know and and do something awesome and I I wish I I was more like that so I I look to uh, Zach and Ben a lot. Uh, for like uh, as examples of, of how to do something right so well dude thank you very much for that homage we didn't even pay you to do that so you know that it's legit <laughs> I'll, I'll take my check afterwards I, right I'll, I'll venmo you after the show's over <laughs> but i i do appreciate that we need all the help that we can get just to be able to stay afloat and stay consistent so if that is something you're interested in then please uh find us on social media and follow up with us at ipc podcast and the ipc podcast will be back next week right here on channel 1138.com and next up on the channel 
is a re-airing of the Hype Function trailer reaction show that you heard earlier this afternoon, hosted by one Mr. Jeff White, so be sure to stay tuned for that. But that is going to do it for us here on the IPC Podcast. Episode 233 is now officially in the books. For Ben, who is here for just a few minutes, and for Jake, and for Sean, my name is Zach. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll tune in next time, but until that time comes around, we just want to leave you with this closing thought. The wise man leads, the strong man follows. We hope that you'll follow us into another episode of IPC next week. But until then, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.